Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back again today with all of our listeners. Great to have this opportunity to get back into God's Word a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more fully what God's teachings for our lives really are, and thereby grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So if you want to have strong faith, you've got to get into God's Word and not just read it, listen to it, and even agree with it, but make the proper applications to your life. That's all a part of how faith grows. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. Hebrews 11 and verse 6, without faith, you cannot be saved through Jesus Christ. John 8 and verse 24. So we really want to help you grow in your faith. And as you grow in your faith, Come to God for forgiveness, redemption, salvation through Jesus Christ. As you repent of your sins, confess your faith in him as God's Son and your Lord and Savior, and surrender to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross cleanses you of the guilt of your sins, and you are reborn spiritually, made new. John 3, verses 3 through 5, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We want to help you get to heaven, and the way that we can do that is to help you understand God's word better and better. Now, encourage your friends, your family members, your work associates, your neighbors, literally anybody and everybody to listen to these programs, to listen to the word of God being taught daily and search the scriptures. If they can't work it into their busy schedule, tell them to do this go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page to the podcast button, click on that, and in one minute, just about one minute, they can sign up for our podcasts. Now, it is free. It always will be free. Always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We're after trying to help them get to heaven. When they sign up for our podcasting, they'll receive these programs automatically to their smart device, computer, laptop, smartphone, pad, tablet, whatever smart device they choose. These programs will automatically go every day, five days a week, to their smart device. But they'll also receive a whole lot more teaching and study materials. They'll get all of our sermons, all of our Bible studies, and a great daily Bible study, about 12 minutes each day, that we call today's Bible class. Seven days a week, great relevant studies to our time and our day right now. So encourage them, churchofchrist.com. In that way, you may help somebody turn their lives around. You may help them start to think about their relationship with God. You may help them get on the right path that will lead them to heaven. You can have a great impact, a great influence on somebody eternally for their good by encouraging them to start to listen to these programs. We're going to finish up our study on how we need to hear the word of the Lord. We've been emphasizing what we read in Jeremiah 22 and verse 29, and what a statement, how profound it is, and how important and relevant it is to our day right now. Earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. 
I do not believe there has ever been a time in my lifetime where we have needed more desperately for people everywhere to hear the word of the Lord as we do right now. Our world is in a sad state. No, worse than that, it is in a tragic, dangerous state. But our country is also. Our society is. Our culture is. We really need to turn things around. And God's word is what can help us do that. But so many people have blinded their eyes to his teachings. They've closed their eyes. They've shut their ears. They've closed their heart. They don't want to hear God's word because they want to feel okay in whatever they're doing, in the lifestyle that they're living. And if they get into God's word, in so many cases, they'll come to realize quickly, ah, that's sinful. That's unrighteous. That's ungodly. And they don't want to have their conscience annoyed in that way. And so they keep conditioning their conscience to not pay attention to the obvious teachings of God's word. Now, Psalm 50 and verse 7, God has continually, continually called the world to listen to his word. Psalm 50 and verse 7, Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, I will testify against you. I am God, your God. Now, while that was directed specifically at Israel in that setting, in that time, that principle applies to every nation, everybody, everywhere, in every generation. It applies to the whole world. It does. In Isaiah chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, we read this similarly. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. See, that's not just to a specific people. That's to everybody, all around the world, all the time. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and, have, and they have rebelled against me. My, my. Could that not be said accurately, absolutely accurately, about the state of affairs of humanity right now all around the world? In Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 19, we read similarly, Hear, O earth, hear, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity on this people, the fruit of their hearts, because they have not heeded my words nor my law, but rejected it. A person cannot ignore the truth on an ongoing basis without ultimately suffering consequences from ignoring that very truth. And there is, no more proud, profound, there is no more profound and important and life-affecting truth than God's Word. We need to stop and listen. We need to hear. A whole lot of people who are not following the Bible and don't want to hear it, they want to feel okay. They want to say, hey, hey oh, I, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. Yes. They might even say, I love the Lord. But here's what Jesus said. 
John chapter 8, verse 31. If you abide in my word, in other words, if you live in my word, live by my word consistently on an ongoing basis, you are my disciples indeed. So in other words, in order to, in order to be a true follower of Jesus, a faithful follower, we've got to live by his word, by his teachings. Not just say, I believe in Jesus, but we've got to follow his teachings consistently, obediently. He goes on in verse 32 and he says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Well, what is that truth that he's talking about that will make us free? In John chapter 17 and verse 17, he prayed to the father on the night of his betrayal. He said, father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Your word is truth. The truth that we must follow in order to be a true disciple of Jesus is the word of God. The truth that will set us free from the guilt of our sins and the condemnation of our sins is the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word as it has been written down for us by men who, are, who were inspired, that is guided by God through the Holy Spirit to write his very word. That is the truth that we need to be following. And God does not want anybody to be lost eternally, spiritually. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You see, coming to the knowledge of the truth and obeying it, that's pivotal, that's contingent. If we want to be saved. God wants us to be saved, but that's contingent upon our coming to the knowledge of the truth, his word, and living by it effectively, accurately, and consistently every day of our lives. In fact, Peter put it very succinctly in 1 Peter chapter 1 uh, and, and verses 22 and 23. He said, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. How can our souls be purified? Through our obeying the truth of God's word. God will purify our souls. Forgive us as we come to him through his teachings, his way, in obedience. The he sent his son to die on that cross so that through the shedding of his blood, our souls could be cleansed of the guilt of our sins as we're baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins. Acts 2 and verse 38. Acts 22 and verse 16. God wants everybody to be saved. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Second Peter 3 and verse 9, but our part is to come to repentance. Our part is to follow obediently the teachings of God's word, to live with him and for him consistently dedicated again every day of our life. 
Jesus issued the great invitation in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. We need to learn from Jesus. What is it we need to learn? His word, his teachings, the word of God. Again, what did he say in John chapter 8 and verse 31? If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. There's no getting around it. God's word guides us to forgiveness and salvation and eternal life. Oh, how the world would be a better place. In fact, I would suggest to you, we would be amazed, astounded as to how much better the world would be if we would simply turn back to God's word on a worldwide basis. If humanity would turn to God through his word and simply apply those teachings to our lives daily, so much of what plagues us, so much of the dangers, so much of the unhappiness, so much of the wickedness, violence would be done away with. Let me read to you a story from history. Robert J. Morgan relates the story of the Bible of the Bounty. The Bounty was a ship. Going back into the late 1700s, the English ship Bounty, commanded by Lieutenant William Bly, journeyed to the South Pacific in 1787 to collect plants of the breadfruit tree. Sailors signed on gladly, considering the voyage a trip to paradise. Having no second in command, Captain Bly appointed his young friend, Fletcher Christian, to the post. The Bounty stayed in Tahiti six months, and the sailors, led by happy-go-lucky Fletcher Christian, enjoyed paradise to the full. When time came for departure, some of the men wanted to stay behind with their island girls. These men trying to desert, I'm sorry, three men trying to desert were flogged. The mood of the ship darkened, and on April 28, 1789, Fletcher Christian staged the most famous mutiny in history. Bly, and his supporters were set adrift in an overloaded lifeboat, which they amazingly navigated 3,700 miles to Timor. The mutineers aboard the bounty immediately began quarreling about what to do next. Fletcher Christian returned to Tahiti, where he left some of the mutineers, kidnapped some women, took some slaves, and traveled with the remaining crew a thousand miles to the, to the un uninhabited Pitcairn Island. There, the little group quickly unraveled. They disliked, uh, I'm sorry, they distilled whiskey from a native plant. Drunkenness and fighting marked their colony. 
disease and murder eventually took the lives of all the men except for one, Alexander Smith, who found himself the only man on the island surrounded by an assortment of women and children. Then an amazing change occurred. You see, Smith found the bounty's neglected Bible. As he read it, he took its message to heart. Then he began instructing the little community. He taught the colonists the scriptures and helped them obey its instructions. The message of Christ so transformed their lives that 20 years later, in 1808, when the ship Topaz landed on the island, it found a happy society, a happy society, living in prosperity and peace, free from crime, disease, murder, and mutiny. Years later, the Bible fell into the hand of a visiting whaler who brought it to America. But in 1950, it was returned to the island. It now resides on display in the church in Pitcairn as a monument to its transforming message. Those who change the gospel or those who ignore the gospel put themselves under God's curse, Galatians 1, verses 6 through 9, and they will find that it will meet them in judgment, Revelation 20 and verse 12. Those who ignore God's word will find that it is the great, essential basis of truth upon which they will be judged for eternity. They will have ignored it, but it will come right back as their standard of judgment as to where they will spend eternity. John 12 and verse 48. A stewardess on a commercial flight was walking down an aisle asking what each passenger wanted to drink. Several in one row said, make mine a martini. Coming to the next seat, she noted a man with an open Bible. Somehow, it seemed inappropriate to her to ask a Bible reader if he desired a martini. So she said, tomato juice, sir? The man later observed, now what other book could I have been reading that would change a martini into tomato juice? Pretty profound question, isn't it? Pretty profound. Would any other book, would any other writing have such an effect on that stewardess? Probably not. Probably not. Charles Dickens once addressed a letter to his son Henry while he was at college, advising him to keep out of debt and confide all his perplexities to his father. Let him know. The letter concluded as follows. I most strongly and affectionately impress upon you the priceless value of the New Testament and the study of that book as the one unfailing guide in life. 
deeply respecting it and bowing down before the character of our Savior, you cannot go very wrong and will always preserve at heart a true spirit of veneration and humility. Similarly, I impress upon you the habit of saying a Christian prayer every night and every morning. These things have stood by me all through my life and remember that I tried to render the New Testament understandable to you and lovable by you when a mere baby. And so God bless you. What a great letter from a father to a son who is away from home. How we need to heed the words of the prophet. The words of God through the prophet. O earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. If people will but heed that advice, that exhortation, their lives will get better. If society would listen to those words and apply them to their life, to their character as a society, how much better our society would be, how much greater it would become if our culture would use God's word as its standard, how much purer and fairer our culture would be. If the world would hear the word of the Lord and obey it, our world would be so much brighter, so much darkness would be dispelled because we would be living in the light of God's word. Are you following his word? Are you obeying it? We'd love to help you. You can contact us. Go to our website at churchofchrist, churchofchrist.com. We want to help. Let's pray. Father, please guide people to turn to you. Please guide people to open up your book and read it and take it to heart and live by it. And may you be glorified as we do so. Please forgive us, gracious Father. Please be patient with us. We need your mercy and grace. In Christ's name, amen.